0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين الصلاة والسلام على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد قال الله تبارك وتعالى اقرأ باسم ربك الذي خلق خلق الإنسان من علق اقرأ وربك الأكرم الذي علم بالقلم علم الإنسان ما لم يعلم وقال تبارك وتعالى وعلم آدم الأسماء كلها ثم عرضهم على الملائكة فقال أنبئوني بأسماء هؤلاء إن كنتم تعلمون قالوا سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم طلب العلم فريضة على كل مسلم وقال عليه السلام العلم نور أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم صدق الله العظيم وبلغنا رسوله النبي الأمي الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن شاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين لذا رساعة الشريف اللهم صل على Sayyidina wa Mawlana Muhammad wa ala ali sayyidina wa Mawlana Muhammad wa barik wa salim Ya Rabbi, sali wa salim daiman abadan ala habibika khairi al-khalqi kullihimi amma ba'd My respected elders and dear brothers, the topic of discussion today is education a key for a better future. And the reason why I have selected this topic at this time of the year is because this is the beginning of the new academic year and very soon, already in Gauteng, the schools, in other provinces, the schools have already opened and very soon our schools are opening and the educational year is commencing. So therefore, it is very important for us to focus on the subject of education and the importance of education. Everyone should be deeply concerned about education in in the sense that for myself as an individual, what am I doing to enhance my education? No matter what my age may be, whether I'm young or old, no matter my age, as they say age is a number, it's in the mind. If you think you are young, then you will be energetic and young, inshallah. And I've known people, my dear friends, that they have in the advanced ages of their life, they have decided to undertake studies, and they completed their studies, and they excelled in their studies. Therefore, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned that الْعِلْمُ مِنَ إِلَى الْلَحْدِ Acquire knowledge from the cradle to the grave. Right till the end. We must continue in our quest for, ed- for education, for knowledge. Hassan Basri, rahmatullah a very great personality of this Ummah. Amongst the reformers of this Ummah. Amongst the mujaddids of this Ummah. A person who was tutored directly by the companions of Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and who was a direct recipient of the dua of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu when he was born. His mother took him to Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu as a little baby for dua. That was the beautiful culture of that time. The people from birth, they were concerned about the future of their children, and his mother took him as a little infant, as a baby, to Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And she uh, requested Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu, to make dua for him. And what a beautiful dua Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu made. This is the dua we should give for all the babies. He said, Allahumma faqihuhu fiddeen wa habbibhu ila na'as. Oh Allah, grant him the deep understanding of Islam and make him beloved in the hearts of the people. Subhanallah. What a comprehensive... Dua. Oh Allah, give him the understanding, deep understanding of Islam. So there are two elements here in this Dua. To have the knowledge of Islam is one thing, but then to have the charisma and the mannerism and the appeal to convey that knowledge is another thing. So both were combined in this Dua. Allahumma faqihu fid deen, Oh Allah, Give him deep understanding of Islam, nas make him beloved to the people. When he will be the beloved of the people, people will take from his knowledge. We might find somebody very knowledgeable, but his personality is such that people don't want to approach him, they do not want to go near him because he does not have an appealing personality. So we find that Hasan Basri Rahmatullah, I just wanted to mention this point. Somebody asked him a very interesting question. He said to him that if by chance you are informed that angel of death is going to appear in an hour's time and you you will be taken from this world and now it's the last hour of your life, what action would you like to involve yourself in in that last hour of your life? What would you do? It's a very interesting question and maybe we can pose that question to ourselves as we are sitting here. What would we do? I'm sure we will all almost be in agreement about the fact that it is a time to repent, make tawbah, turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, perhaps read some rakats of Nafil Salah and if possible go into sajda and stay in that posture till Malakul Maud comes to take us from this world in that posture. But, listen to the answer of Hassan Basri Rahmatul Ali. What an answer he gave. He said, if I know for a fact that this is the last hour of my life, I will involve myself in the act of knowledge and education and ilm. I will get busy studying and with knowledge so that the angel of death can come and take me from this world whilst I'm busy with ilm and knowledge because that is the greatest ibadah, that is the greatest ibadah to be involved in acquiring knowledge of Islam. So dear friends, this is that time of the year where everyone must focus on the subject of knowledge and education. First, every individual himself. We need to assess our condition, our situation as far as our knowledge is concerned. And I'm talking about knowledge in its broadest sense. Overall, all forms of knowledge, all categories of knowledge, all levels of knowledge, We need to see how far am I, how well am I doing, how much have I acquired, how much do I still need to acquire, and it's never too late, as I mentioned. Then we must be concerned about the children, first of all in our own homes, and the youth in our homes. We must be deeply concerned about their knowledge. And the education of our youth, our children, ensure that we are giving them the best opportunity with our whatever resources we have, whatever is affordable within our constraints, we should try to give them the best insofar as the opportunity for acquiring education is concerned. Every home should be concerned about every single child. Every parent must be concerned about every child that they get the opportunity to get that education, no matter what the cost may be. It is a worthy investment. It is a worthy investment. We can cut down on other expenses. We can cut down and we can cut down on luxuries and comforts, but we cannot compromise on the education of our children. I was reading an article, I think it was last night, that one parent was turned away from five government schools. There was no place. Eventually the parents took a decision to enroll the child in a private school and they they were mustering whatever financial resources they could, but they did not want to at any point, in any way deprive their child of a good education. So dear friends, this is the time of the year when we must focus on education every parent must be concerned about the education of their children every grandparent, every uncle, every aunt every member of the family, every relative everyone should be concerned put, cast an eye and uh, do an assessment of the children in our family and Let us work as a family. Sometimes a particular household cannot afford it because of uh, limited resources. Then the bigger family should come together and pool their resources and say, look, we all will contribute, but let us give our child, let us give our children the opportunity of a good education. Because that is the key for a better future. My dear friends, if you look at the legacy of Islam Allah look at the legacy of Islam the whole legacy of Islam is about knowledge and education the very first verses of the Holy Quran that were revealed Allah Subhanahu wa Taala did not even reveal Surah Fatiha in the beginning although it is the beginning of the Quran and it is the opening of the Quran but Allah didn't reveal Suratul fatiha in the beginning in the beginning it was the first five verses of Surah Al-Alaq, the first revelation, this itself gives us a very, very, very important message. It gives us a very important message. That why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his wisdom choose to reveal this first verses of surah al-alaq first before everything else emphasize the importance of knowledge and education for this ummah therefore we find in the first five verses the emphasis is on knowledge and education iqra, read the first word, first word of the Quran that was revealed iqra, read it looks like this ummah has forgotten the very first lesson The very first word, the very first lesson that was given to us. How many of us are readers? How many are readers in this Ummah? The bookshops give the sad story of how the sales are decreasing by the year because people are not interested in buying books and reading books anymore. In our organization, Darul Hassan, we have a literature collection box which, play, which we place in the various masjids across the country. And the reason for that is, we found at one point in time that people were discarding the Islamic literature, even Qur'ans. Just discarding it anywhere. And it used to go to recycling companies and it was being recycled and made into toilet paper. Walah, So therefore, dear friends, the idea got, ca- came up of making literature collection boxes which are placed strategically in the masjids and then people come and leave their literature and then that literature is taken away and it is uh, attended to and disposed of in an the, in the, in the appropriate, doesn't go in a garbage heap and it doesn't go for recycling to, you know, to, to, to those places where it's not supposed to go. But the point I'm trying to make here is that often we find in those literature collection boxes brand new books are taken and put in. Sometimes it's still in its plastic wrapping and volumes and they haven't even been opened up. It goes to show the lack of interest in our community in Islamic books and Islamic literature. I have sometimes people message me or call me, oh Mufti Sahib, I saw a beautiful collection of books in this literature collection box. I took it. Is it okay if I can take it? I said, brother, that was there for people to take. If it is, if you want to take it, take it. Because eventually it's coming to our depot and we are going to sort it and we will do what we have to do. And Alhamdulillah, a lot of those books get packed and they get distributed in other countries of Africa where it is very much valued and appreciated. So I digressed a little bit, but let me come back to the subject of the importance of education in Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions here, iqra' First verse, first word, iqra' Read, Bismi رَبِّكَ الَّذِي In the name of that Rabb who created, and this gives us a very important message And an indication that knowledge has to be combined with Allah consciousness and Allah awareness and Allah obedience. Otherwise it is not knowledge. In fact it is ignorance and compounded ignorance and darkness and Satanism. That is not, it's not worthy of being called knowledge if it is minus godliness and Allah consciousness. Very interestingly, this December holidays, I was driving on the highway in Johannesburg, and I saw one of the chain of schools. Their slogan is, creating godly leaders. Our principal Zafarba is here, That it's something for us to f- reflect and ponder as educationists. That they're they talking about creating godly leaders. Non-Muslim institutions of knowledge are talking about creating godly leaders. Why? Because they realize that there are attempts being made to divest the concept of God and Allah and Creator and, you know, divine values from the system of education. So therefore... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala combined it in the very beginning, iqra' bismi rabbika al khalaq. Your knowledge must be combined with Allah consciousness. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, iqra' bismi rabbika al-lazhi khalaq, khalaq al-insana min alaq. iqra' wa rabbuka al-akram. Twice the word iqra' is mentioned here. It's repeated. iqra, iqra, read, read, read why this is supposed to be a an educated ummah not an ignorant ummah every individual of this ummah is supposed to be educated wa akram allama bil allah speaks about allama allama Teaching, education he is the one who taught. Then Allah makes mention of the pen, which is the means of conveying of knowledge. Allahu Akbar. Look at the emphasis on knowledge and education in the very first five verses of the Holy Quran. al Ma Lam Yalam. Allah then speaks about the fact that he taught man, which man did not know. In the word allama is repeated twice, which means knowledge and education. The word ikra is repeated twice, the word "kalam" is mentioned. It shows the importance of education in Islam. How much of importance Allah has attached to education. Then Allah SWT speaks about this is the last message of Allah the last and final messenger, the seal of the prophets, Hazrat Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also speaks about the first prophet and the first man, Sayyidina Adam alayhi salam, and Allah speaks about the superiority of man over the entire creation, even over the angels, who are sinless creation of Allah. Basis and the, and the reason for The superiority of man over the angels. Allah makes mention of the reason for that. And that reason is nothing but knowledge and education. Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala mentioned in the Holy Quran wa 'allama Adam al-asma'a kullaha thumma 'aradahum 'ala al-mala'ikati faqala anbi'uni bi'asma'iha ula Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala says wa 'allama Adam al-asma'a kullaha when Allah created Adam Allah gave Adam superiority over the rest of the creation on the basis of not ibadah because No matter how much of ibadah human being can do, we cannot surpass the angels in ibadah. No, no human being can surpass the angels in ibadah. But the superiority of man is not on the basis of ibadah, it is on the basis of his knowledge and education. Allahu Akbar. Allah taught Adam the names of every created thing in this universe. And the ulama have mentioned in the Kitabs of tafsir, that when Allah says that he taught him the names of the things in this universe, it doesn't only mean the names of the things like apple, banana, carrots, and all these ABCDs. It doesn't refer only to the names of the things. But it also refers to the properties of these things and all the related aspects of knowledge relating to these things. Allah gave the detailed knowledge of that to Adam alayhi salam. Every branch of knowledge that we can imagine in this universe, past, present and future, that knowledge was given to Adam and it was placed in his DNA, if you want to say it that way. And the manifestation of that knowledge is what happens when different sciences are discovered and developed in the world. It is the manifestation of that knowledge that Allah had placed in Adam. And this knowledge that will continue till the day of judgment, new, new branches of knowledge, new, new careers Ah subhanallah. Our matriculants, inshallah, results will be coming out on the 20th. Make dua Allah, give them all a very, very glorious and beautiful and wonderful and productive and prosperous future inshallah. This is our dua for our matriculants of 2022. In the matriculants of 2023, may Allah give you success at the end of the year, work very very hard from now, don't think I got a whole year ahead of me, start your preparation from the very beginning, hit the ground running as they say in English, hit the ground running, don't waste time and don't think that I got a whole year ahead of me, do not look. get going from now. And those that completed their metric, we wish them the best in the future and new, new opportunities and new job descriptions, new careers which never heard of before. And with the way AI, artificial intelligence, the way it is developing in the world today, that they see in future maybe only the Maulana to sit here and give bayan, Artificial intelligence will be giving the bayans. But I'm just, just on a lighter note. Just on a lighter note. So dear friends, my point that I'm trying to make is that we need to focus on education and the importance of education and all these sciences were actually divinely inspired to Hazrat Adam alayhi when Allah created him everything Allah gave him that knowledge then Allah gave presented him to the angels like a contest to say right right now Allah asked them that you say now what is this they said Allah we don't know okay Adam you tell them Adam is giving the answers, farfar as they say, giving the answers to all the questions and getting all the answers right. Then the angel said, Allah, you are glorified. We do not have knowledge except of that which you gave us knowledge of. And definitely you are the most, you are the, the most knowledgeable and the most, uh, uh, one who has the highest, greatest knowledge. And possessor of knowledge, you are the one we do not have the knowledge you have placed this knowledge in Adam Adam's superiority. My dear friends the time is running out. I just want to wrap up the discussion there is so much to be said about the legacy of education in, in, in Islam Subhanallah the Muslims from that time took education very seriously they were very serious about education in the generations and generations and generations, across the the, the the centuries and millenniums, the Muslim community have been the leaders in, in knowledge and education. Do we know which was the first university that was established in the world? The first university that was established in the world is the Kairawan University in Morocco. It is the it's the first university, and the university that till day today, over a thousand years is in existence, and it was the first university that had the process of graduation of graduates started off in Cairo. So, who are the trendsetters in knowledge and education? Who are the builders of the first universities? The other university that followed shortly after that was the Al-Azhar University in Cairo in Egypt. Then we had the universities in Timbuktu in Mali. These were the, then we had the Nizamiya University in Baghdad. The Muslims were the forerunners of the universities and educational institutions, dear friends. Europe came, they used to send their students with special permission that they used to take from the rulers of the Muslim world. And their students came and acquired that knowledge and they took it back to Europe. And that is how they emerged from the era of what they used to call the period of darkness. And they came into the era of enlightenment and the renaissance as a direct result of the knowledge and the sciences they acquired from the Muslim world. Allah I went to visit Cambridge University about four, three, four years ago, and I saw the structure of the Cambridge University, the different colleges and faculties, and I was struck by one thing, that it it had a design very similar to what we find in the Muslim world in so far as our educational institutions are concerned. On one side was the lecture halls, then in the middle was a quad, or an open courtyard and then on one side is the, is the chapel where they, they do their prayer and one side is the boarding facility and the other side is the administration. And I met my Ustad, my teacher, Hazrat Mufti Sayyid Palanpuri was the Sheikh Hadith of Darul of in that very trip and he asked me Mia what did you say uh, 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 tell me or explain to me what you witnessed and I told him and he said we've been saying this from so long that all these things were taken from the Muslim world they took it and they are running with it unfortunately we fell behind we have gone backwards they have progressed but that doesn't mean that it will always remain so Alhamdulillah, it's the conclusion now. Alhamdulillah, we are very fortunate in our country that we have good, beautiful educational institutions. We make shukr to Allah for that. We must be grateful to Allah for these institutions that we have. But we should not be complacent and content. We don't even have a single fully fledged Muslim university yet in our country. And there's a time, there's a need for that. And it's something that we should be working on. And alhamdulillah, the educationists in our country, mashallah, people of very high caliber, now alhamdulillah, they are beginning to network with Muslim schools across the world. And there is a global network of Muslim schools, alhamdulillah. The Muslim schools around the world are converging, and they are all joining hands, and they are sharing resources and educational Uh, ideas, and alhamdulillah this is going to grow into something phenomenal and our education is from our country, alhamdulillah, playing a, a leading role in that so my dear friends I want to conclude now and in conclusion I've got a few appeals to make to our community, number one please my dear brothers ensure that every single child of ours in our community in our neighborhood gets the opportunity of education and included in that is Islamic education. Ensure that every single child gets enrolled in a maktab. There are plenty of maktabs, alhamdulillah, in our midst. And may Allah increase them and strengthen them. Because they are that is the backbone of the moral aspect of our Muslim community, the spiritual aspect of our Muslim community. We, we need to support this, the second appeal, let us support these educational institutions. Let us contribute toward the educational institutions. Let us create auqaf and wakaf for the sustainability of these educational institutions. Like the philanthropists of the past have done. All the major universities in the history of Islam had big, big auqaf that were supporting them. They were self-sufficient. The third appeal I want to make is that let us also volunteer and give our voluntary services to these institutions. And the fourth appeal that I wish to make is that let us all focus on ourselves and see how we can enhance our knowledge and education. Alhamdulillah, there are ample opportunities in this day and age, plenty. There are so many lectures, so many programs, so many classes, so many adult programs, so many online programs. There, Nobody can say, and make an excuse that, no, I didn't have an opportunity. The opportunity is there, the weakness is ours if we did not take it. It's our weakness. Everyone make an intention now as we are sitting here, say, inshallah, everyone, dear brothers. All say, inshallah. We will work towards educating ourselves, increasing and enhancing our knowledge, Insha'Allah. Let us show appreciation for what we have got, because if we're not going to appreciate it, then one of two things is going to happen. Either Allah will take that knowledge away, or Allah will take us away from that knowledge. One of two things is going to happen. And both are disasters. Both are disasters. Either that knowledge will be taken away because Nabi Karim sallallahu predicted closer to Qiyamah, وَيُقْبَطُ ilm Knowledge will be taken away. Or otherwise, The knowledge will be there, but we will be taken away and removed. Go. Sit on the side there. You don't want to, you don't want to learn? You don't want to educate yourself? You don't want to take the opportunity? You go one side. Others will come and take that space. They will fill that space. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase our community in knowledge, in education, strengthen us with good education and grant our future generation a very bright future and a good education through which they will have a bright and prosperous future.